Oh, hello, and welcome to the Cage Fight Podcast. Uh, I don't even remember what episode this is at this point. 33 this or something? Is, uh, 32. 32. 32. <laughs> All right. Um, Jack. So uh, we're here today to talk to you about the movies Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and Amos and Andrew. Uh, Amos and Andrew being a returning champion from round one. Yeah, the, I... I <clears throat> Uh, in all fairness, did vote against, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I guess we should all introduce ourselves. Uh, I'm Jazz. I'm Mike. I'm Taylor. What? And uh, we got some uh, super extra special guests, plural, uh, this uh. time, which is brand new. We have the uh, the hosts of the Sweats and Suits podcast, Seth and Eric, with us today. Uh, how's it going? You're putting a lot on it. Yeah, I was like, who the hell is he introducing? Yeah, I was like, who the hell is he introducing? Because, uh, ain't nothing extra special about us. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, I I try to start off nice with the guests and then eventually, uh, bury them. So, (laughs) yeah, I thought, hey, I I was like, yo, I feel like we were about to get played. I was like, oh, so we're not the only guest tonight. All right, this is pretty fun. (laughs) That's a good prank. It's like uh, we should start a podcast where we like battle guests against each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Put, we, put guests in an actual cage. Yeah, I'll be with it though. Oh, that's yeah. kind of shit. I like. Nah, but thank you for having us, fellas. Like I said, this is one of the most unique pods I've ever come across. Though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks for you. thanks for coming on. Uh, do you want to do you want to give us a rundown of the the sweats and suits podcast for uh, our listeners that you will probably steal from us? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm Seth, man. What half the sweats and suits podcast? I'm Seth. Uh, I usually wear sweats every fucking wear, and that's kind of my personality, man. I'm laid back. I'm cool. Um, I, I'm not. I don't wear sweats any fucking wears. If you don't like me, I'm one of those people that call it like, do I have to wear real pants? Um, I love joggers and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of just my personality. And, uh, you know, me and Eric are going back uh, 20 years now. Uh, as of this year, we've been friends for 20 years. And he's just that guy. He's more he's more on the straight and narrow, you know, suit and tie guy. And he will wear a suit to any fucking wear. He don't care. He, he likes to look good. And, and also, that's just kind of how, how our personalities are. Like, you know, I don't really give a shit. And he's more like, all right, let's do it like this. It's, it's, it works. It's just who we've been for the past 20 years. But uh, I can't say that I have a better friend than uh, that guy right there. It's a, it's a good balance. Uh, every uh, group of friends has their sweats uh, and their suits, guys. Um, I'm, I'm our sweats guy. Um, <laughs> I, I'm also the sweats guy. Uh, Jess, are you the, the suit girl? Yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> I I, I'm somewhere in, the, in, in between. <laughs> I'm wearing sweats right now. And uh, I mean, pandemic wise, especially, um, it's, it's become harder than ever to wear pants. Uh, I haven't put on real clothes in like nine months. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 funny. But yeah, we started the pod based on just uh, I did a I did a sports vlog and stuff like I want to say like eight to ten years ago, and people were like, "Why don't you jump back into it?" Well, around like along came podcasting. I started listening to a lot of podcasts. and was like, "Yo, I like that shit." So wanted to give it a try. Called up my best friend here, and Eric. You want to take the story from there, brother? Yeah, so at first I didn't know what a podcast was, so I'm just like, fuck it. I just know he needed me to do something. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's how we pretty much got into it, man. Just uh, just recording some stuff and putting it out. First started out very green, 
um, until we just unlock the secret, just be yourself and whatever comes out, comes out. And we found out that being ourselves attracts people to us rather than away from us. So uh, it's been it's been a, it's been a wild ride. It took us on tours and put us in rooms and places that we never thought of being in. Um, so it's, it's been a ride, man. Looking forward to more. Oh yeah, very awesome. cool. We uh, yeah, it's been a wild ride for us. We've uh, so far we have uh, two Patreon subscribers <laughs> and a cat shitting here once. Um, so I no, I feel you totally. And it certainly uh, took us a long time. To I mean, hey, listen, I've, I've, I've had billionaires personally offer to fly me to very specific islands. Okay, due to this podcast. Yeah, Taylor has been on the Lolita Express. Oh God, uh, due to this podcast, yes. Him and uh, Matt Groening got their feet rubbed by. <laughs> Couple of kids. I was talking about if they, if they fly you to islands, I don't know what's uh, explicit favors they're 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 talking about. <laughs> right. Like I'm not taking going to the islands, you know, bro. They might want to throw salami meat at you. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, I, I I went to Portland back in September, and for whatever reason, I didn't even realize this, but I'd walked past Matt Groening's middle school and high school while I was there. I was like, oh, I just walked past the the high school middle school of a, a pedophile with really disgusting feet. <laughs> 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 Uh, one of my t- I, probably one of my top five uh, pedophiles though so um, in the little St. James bracket he's very high <laughs> top five pedophiles of all time what well, I mean, you know it's not that I have a running list but it's like you know the Simpsons is really good like, if you were gonna make a list he would be in it would be <laughs> oh yeah I mean I mean to be fair Cage Fight does have a running like Hollywood sex offender like bracket yeah I'm, I'm not gonna stop watching The Simpsons and I'm not gonna stop listening to Thriller that's just the way it is first of all I'm one of the believers that Michael Jackson didn't fucking do it um oh no if he don't, he didn't do it. Yeah, no, I was, I was reading, I was reading something today that like the FBI were tracking him for like years and couldn't find anything. If the FBI couldn't find anything, then oh no. Although I will say, though, once again, I will always listen to the Simpsons, or I will always watch the Simpsons, and I will always listen to Lost Prophets. Never. <laughs> fuck. Well, uh, <laughs> I know a lot of people think Mike did it, man, but I'm here to stand on it. Okay. Yeah. Mike um, was just. Mike was a, just a fucking weirdo. I don't like. Yeah. Dude was a weirdo Dude, from on, a man. from an abusive family and didn't really have an actual childhood. He was just a weird dude. That's all he was. Just a weird dude, bro. Like, how many weird dudes do we see in class that weren't pedophile? Oh, we had class yeah, that yeah. I mean, like, uh, I mean, Taylor here. I don't think he's a pedophile. Uh, <laughs> 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 okay, okay, okay. As four folks that fucking do a Nicolas Cage podcast, I don't know anything about weird dudes at all. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, to be fair, I, I take umbrage with the fact you say you don't think. You say you don't know, my good sir. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, Obviously, we didn't do background checks before. We started. Yeah, right. You're gonna, you're gonna look me up on CCAP just to be sure. That's, <laughs> and we should actually maybe start doing that. How did y'all land on Nicholas Cage? Like, I just oh. want to know, like, what was the conversation of of people? Like, you know, I'm, what I'm saying, like, hey, yeah, I mean, we got some guys that we can really do this with. Like, I'm thinking of maybe like. Who else has a lot of fucking movies that, like, you know, half are, like, cool, the other half? Uh, maybe Steven Seagal? Steven Seagal yeah. would be great. Yeah. yeah. I was, has a lot that nobody gives a fuck about. I, uh, I, I was thinking another good alternative would either be, like, uh, like Eric Roberts or, like, John Travolta or something. Oh, my God, Eric Roberts is in so yeah. many fucking movies. He's so in everything. My, my oh, vote is God, Jackie I Chan. Know. I actually oh, like Jackie. Eric Roberts. Yeah. I love Eric Roberts. What, he was in Best of the Best. Best of the Best? I just watched that the other day. That's my shit. 
Well, we'll have you on for the Eric Roberts episode for sure, then. <laughs> yes, no, hey, put Eric, Eric Roberts versus Nicolas Cage in a 20 movie battle. I guarantee yeah. it. Well, well, to answer your question, we we didn't start talking about other actors until we had already landed on Nicolas Cage. So, uh, <laughs> it was just kind of like uh, Jess and I here. I know at one point in our in our childhoods, because uh, we are cousins, so we've uh, we go way back to yeah. Uh, okay. So when we were younger, I remember discussing at one point like trying to watch all the Nicolas Cage movies. Uh, that uh, that seemed like a crazy undertaking, but if we record it, then maybe we can make something of it. Yeah, it seems like less of a a, a waste of time if I guess other people are listening to it. Not that they are, but uh, it's out there. So. <laughs> Man, that's all you can do is put it out there and hope somebody grabs the motherfucker. That's it. That's yeah. So yeah, we've we've talked about other actors, but uh, we we still have a a ways to go here. Plus, the so. name Cage Fight is just too perfect, and we had to no, know. it is really good. It's beautiful. I'm not gonna lie, that that, that definitely worked out. It's I mean, what's favorite. yeah, what's amazing is that there's no other podcast. When you look up Cage Fight podcast, we're the very first and like the only thing that comes up. That's wild to me. Yeah. Like, so I'm, I don't that's, know. that's beautiful. My hope is that we we get a bunch of like confused UFC fans or something. Yeah, it's already happened. Yeah, we've already gotten one or two of those people. Yeah, there was a UFC guy on Twitter who like added us oh, <laughs> saying like, "Check out this fight that I was in." And we're like, "Sorry, man, this is about Nicolas Cage." I'm giving a shit about your fight, dude. That's unless you're wearing like uh, you know, Eric Roberts. I, because y'all made me look it up, right? Now, I really looked up his fucking actor. He has 537 actor credentials. Oh, oh shit. shit. That's, that's more than a podcast. That's like a career. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you can like, like literally 537 actor credits. Jesus IMDb. Christ. That's insane. That, uh, and it's not like small role. This motherfucker <laughs> is on the cover of a lot of these punk ass movies that I've never heard of. Wow. He's like, isn't he in the Mr. Brightside music video too? Yes, like he he's, is. He's, he's in the Mr. Brightside music uh, video fucking, from the he's Killers. Just everywhere. He's everywhere. Um, <laughs> I that he was in Batman. Holy yeah, shit. yeah, he was. He was in um, uh, he was one with uh, the Batman no. Begins, wasn't it? Or no? No, he was in the second one. He was okay. in the one with the. Yeah, it was in the world with uh, Joker with uh, he was Yeah, that, that's that's what I thought because I'm like oh, yeah. I vaguely remember his character in that movie. Yeah, I forget. he's he's been in too much. <laughs> God, this dude was in so much. Okay, we're gonna have to have a whole conversation about Eric. Roberts. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah the, <laughs> imagine a. Eric Roberts' uh, bracket with 537 movies, that would be like, the way we're doing it, that would be like 1,500 episodes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Spaced out after like 37 years. <laughs> so many fucking movies, and it's like all about doing a fucking soap opera. Oh, shit, oh, yeah. While right. being in another, while oh, being in a fucking, what was he, in another world, how to survive a marriage, this motherfucker was everywhere. You know, Pencil, you know who would be, you know, would be another good actor is like Danny Trejo because he's in fucking everything oh, too. Danny Trejo would oh, be yeah. great. Trejo as well. We could have an oh, entire man. like uh, machete round where, because <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's like billed as machete in like a few different. Movies. Isn't he that in like Spy Couple Kids things. or whatever? He, that might be it. The uh, dog is in Spy Kids. That's wild, yo. Yeah, right. he is. I can't remember. I don't know if he's in all three, but I know he's in Spy Kids. I think I he's that. in all three because he's like their <laughs> uncle. Oh, yeah, really? yeah. Yes. He's the uncle of I the spy kids. Danny Trejo. <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> 
You're gonna send me down a whole rabbit hole. Yeah, the whole rabbit hole here. Yeah. That's what we're here for. Absolutely. Well, before go. we go too far down that, we should probably talk about what we actually came here to talk about. Which Hell is, uh, fuck. Uh, this is our podcast. Go. <laughs> so first, I think we're going to talk about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, because we already talked about Amos and Andrew on uh, back on episode 11. Uh, so Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse came out in 2018. This was rated PG. Uh, directed by Bobby Persichetti, Peter Ramsey, and Rodney Rothman. Uh, it's weird to see a movie with three directors, but um, yeah, it's one of those animated movie director squads. Okay, okay. Uh, produced by Columbia, Sony, and Marvel, and a few others. Of course. Uh, runtime of 117 minutes, a budget of 90 million dollars, and at the box office, this one grossed. Three hundred and seventy-five point five million, which means this is actually one in the black. <laughs> like, uh, oh, is yeah. this the this is is this the highest-grossing Nick Cage movie so far? Uh, it's gotta be. It's up gotta there. be. This is the only movie in the bracket that I like saw on opening night. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. If it's uh, if it's not the highest-grossing, it's at least the second. So oh, what? you you didn't see uh, you didn't see Deadfall opening night. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to, but I was uh, I think a year and a half old when it came out. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Has the opening's been that bad? Uh, Nick Cage's uh, box office returns have been pretty spotty. We're, we're getting closer to like uh, 50 50. Yeah, we've seen 55 of his movies so far, and 23 of them made as much as they cost to make. Everything else <laughs> made uh, less than that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there have been a. <laughs> I, I made, well, Face Off and this one will bring it back. Like those two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll, they'll bring the counter up. We're getting into some of the good ones soon. We we happen yes. to cover like every shitty movie he's ever done first. It was just the way it ended oh, up working out. Fair, some some of his better movies also didn't make that much money. That's true. Yeah, I uh, mean Red Rock West made like a million out of like eight million dollar budget or something. That's true. And some movies you just can't find the uh, uh, like box office on or don't have a box office. So yeah. yeah, and we automatically assume that's they didn't. It didn't make much money. Yeah. <laughs> Or was straight to DVD. Or something. Oh, yeah. Exactly. VHS. Yeah, it was I like a, a spoof actor. A what? A spoof actor. Oh, yeah. A spoof actor. <laughs> Damn, dog. Ooh. I told yeah. him he does not like, he's not I a fan of Nicolas Cage. I really do. He, he hates Nicolas Cage. That's oh, what no! Oh, shit. How'd you get dragged oh, into this? Oh, shit. <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather shoot myself in the teeth than watch a Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Oh, oh damn man. well that's damn all right that's certainly described uh my mood for like the, <laughs> the first like 19 or so episodes while we were yeah. watching all those really god-awful movies i could not <laughs> fucking get through them i mean if we were but, had to watch like outcast or fucking rage or you know army of one ever again i would feel the exact same way you do so <laughs> <laughs> the only one i could remotely get through was like con air that's the only one I can Oh, okay. No, I, I, I fuck with that. I respect that. The best one. Hell yeah. In my opinion. We haven't covered we that haven't one covered yet, yet, but so. I'm, I'm excited for that one to come up. But um, on Rotten Tomatoes, this one got 97% from critics and 93% from audiences, God which is damn. certainly the highest rated movie we have gotten on this podcast at all yet. Yeah, I actually so. remember when I was walking out of the theater and I heard a guy say he didn't like it and I beat the shit out of him. So. <laughs> damn. <laughs> You can't have that low of taste and not get your ass. It was uh, it was post Malone. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. post Malone. <laughs> all right, all right. He's just fucking around in Milwaukee for a little bit. He was, yeah. <laughs> this, guy, 
if anybody's gonna hang out in Milwaukee that looks like you'll hang out in Milwaukee, it's probably Post Malone. Oh, yeah, that's, seen, that's a really good point. <laughs> I've seen Post Malone a bunch in Milwaukee. Yeah. I see Post Malone in West Dallas. Oh, <laughs> yeah. fuck, yeah, dude. See, I was born in West, West Dallas, so I, I'm i basically Post Malone. Uh, <laughs> minus the face tattoos and the money. Yeah, Post yeah. Malone-esque. Yeah, you're, you're, you're more like present Malone. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pre-Malone, actually. Pre-Malone. A pre-Malone is funny as a bitch. That sounds like a really good drink. But uh, yeah, that's that's all I have for info. There, you got like special trivia for us, Mike. I got some some trivia and whatnot. Um, so uh, this was like the first uh Lord and Miller movie that wasn't Lord and Miller, which is uh, I guess uh, a big deal. Um, uh, for the uninitiated, Lord and Miller did like the Lego movies and the Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs movies and the Twenty One Jump Street movies. Oh, um, I, oh, okay. So they they've they've done well for themselves, but then they uh, broke up. They decided to both wear suits that day. Um, so, um, yeah. So this is like his first uh, Phil Lord's first like departure from working as a a twosome. For trivia, there's a lot of like bullshit about Easter eggs and references in this one. So I Hell kind yeah. of uh, opted for more like trivia about the animation because I thought it was a little bit more interesting. Um, but the the first piece of trivia that I have is that if you hit pause anytime a train goes by, um, because all the animators wanted to animate Stan Lee, he's in almost every single train. What? Um, <laughs> and at, oh, as uh, as many people know, Stan Lee, of course, died uh, on the terror attacks of 9-11. Yep. Um, and so this was their tribute to him. Um, he was one of the conspirators, correct? Yeah, he, uh, he, was, uh, he hijacked one of the planes on... Yeah, <laughs> he's one of Muhammad Atta's childhood friends. Uh, <laughs> so, um, this is the first non uh, Disney or Pixar film to win the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature since Rango. So, shout out to fucking Rango. It, um, actually, yeah, that's an underrated movie. Rango rules. It's probably the best Johnny Depp movie, uh, except for Nightmare on Elm Street. Except right? for Nightmare on Elm Street. All right, yeah. hell yeah. Um, that was Oh, that's true. Edward, Edward Scissorhands is uh, too sexy, so I can't watch it. That's true, yeah. <laughs> he reminds me of uh, Robert Smith from The Cure, so I just it gets me hard every time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> what? 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 Um, <laughs> so during the uh, initial development, the directors worked with a single animator to establish the film's look, but eventually the number of animators grew to like 60 and then eventually like 177 which was the largest animation crew that Sony Pictures uh, ever used. Uh, that's, um, that's a lot yeah. of fucking animators. Yeah. So the the animation was achieved by uh, artists uh, taking rendered frames from the CGI animators and working on top of them in 2D to give the animation that like comic panel feel. Hmm. So uh, they, they used the help of the creator of Miles Morales, Sarah Pacelli, and Robbie Rodriguez, who I don't think is Robert Rodriguez, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I feel like the same people. <laughs> so to make the film uh, feel more like a comic book, it was animated without motion blur, uh, instead using an older technique called motion smearing, first seen in the 1942 Looney Tunes short, The Dover Boys. Oh, oh wow. Uh, the frame rate Well varied... known, right? <laughs> the, the good old Dover Boys. We all remember that, right? 
They were like, hey, uh, why don't we do some fucking animation techniques from the goddamn 40s? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, and, and that, that was like a feature before, like, uh, hey, kids, do your part. Buy war bonds and kill a German. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a propaganda piece. Yeah. Um, but so basically the, the frame rate varies between 24 uh, and 12 images per I second. I noticed that a little bit watching this um, movie. So they, it they, was one of those, like, you watch it and you'll notice something different. But yeah. if you're not, like, you know, a fucking person who works in film, it probably won't mean shit to you. You right. know what I'm saying? But it definitely was a different look than yeah, I noticed it's a, before. Very yeah. unique look. So, like, for example, when uh, Miles and Peter Parker are swinging through the forest, uh, Miles is, like, animated at half the speed of Peter Parker. Oh, really? Like, Um, they have different frame rates in the same scene? Yeah. I've never even heard of that. That's Um, wild. And then to create the depth of field, another technique was used uh, where they deliberately misaligned the colors as if the colors had been slightly misprinted, as happens in real comic books. Uh, so that's all the nerd shit about the animation. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so we can move. We're, uh, th- there's a lot of nerd shit in this movie. Um, and we, of course, are big jocks on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, Bucks and Six. Um, so good to get that out of the way. We're all, we're all big chads, no virgins. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, we're fucking, we got strippers up in the recording studio. So we are and- doing well. Yeah, and just like Nick Cage, I bench each and every one of them. <laughs> yeah. We're bench pressing strippers, and if so, if we sound like we're out of breath, that's why. <laughs> I kind of feel played, then. I feel like the, we should have waited until the whole fucking pandemic was over so we could see some bitches too, because I, I feel like you guys are not. Sure. Well, for the for the Eric Roberts episode, we'll get you guys set up with lap dances like, and whatnot. Sure, nah, I'm, I'm willing to risk COVID for this. So. <laughs> okay, I mean, that's fair. We'll, we'll have you on next episode then. Yeah, like. Hey man, I'm with it. Just, you know, where, where's the bitches? I'm sorry. All right, that was. They're right here, and I'm not talking about Taylor and Jess. Am I right? Bitches. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm a pretty big bitch. I'm a pretty big bitch. Yeah. Well, should we get to the plot summary? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll just dive into the plot summary now. Go. So, uh, Miles Morales, who, uh, if you're a comic book fan, you'd know him from the Ultimate Spider-Man universe, is a teenager who goes to a fancy boarding school and uh, apparently is not enjoying it much there. Uh, his dad is a cop who hates Spider-Man because Spider-Man's a vigilante with Ooh. no public accountability. <laughs> yes, because we all know cops have a lot of public accountability. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Lots. Cops are well known for that. Uh, one day after school... Uh, Miles sneaks over to his uncle Aaron's place, who then takes him down into like an abandoned old building where they paint some graffiti. Like the crazy thing is, like even I didn't read the comics when I just saw this movie first. Oh yeah, and I was kind of like my introduction, everything. So I never really knew how true to the source material the movie was. I I didn't know if you know even with Batman, you got a lot of different variations. The story is pretty much the same. Like his parents get killed, he turns into a vigilante. You know, with Spider-Man, he gets bitten, but it's all how he gets bitten is different. So I didn't, I never knew the source material for this. this oh, was the yeah. first time I actually saw it, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I played uh, the PS4 Spider-Man game, and at the very end, Miles uh, gets bitten by the radioactive spider, and I think it's at, like, a museum or something, just like in the, like, Ra- Sam Raimi movie, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. 
Yeah, I I don't remember the exact like Miles Morales origin story. Um, yeah, I don't either. Honest, I read that, but I re- that I remember when it came out. I was like sixteen, so it's like you know, yeah, that was a decade ago, and I don't really remember it now. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, so I wish I, I remember the Spider Man game a little bit more because I just played it like earlier this so year. So good, it's I, really good. Though I just I, started replaying it um, because I can't afford a PS Five uh, to play a new one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it still holds up. You're not willing to sell a kidney for a PS5 yet? <laughs> um, I would sell a lot of things for a PS5, but nothing that uh, is inside of me. I would sell, okay. like, if I had kids, I'd sell them, but I don't. Well, so. is it inside of you? <laughs> what, what about something that's on the outside of you, like, I don't know, a foot, fingers? I'll know. sell foot picks. <laughs> foot picks? Markets out there. I don't know. Yeah, we've been thinking about doing a cage fight OnlyFans uh, for a while. <laughs> you know everyone will pay for that. Follow us on uh, OnlyFans. We do deep fakes of Nicolas Cage just fucking plowing, I guess, strippers. <laughs> We're going to get cameos of that, that Justin Timberlake impersonator to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we, we have bonus episodes hosted by the Justin Timberlake impersonator that you can book for $70 on Cameo. Um, if, if you don't know the real Justin Timberlake, I guess. That's a pretty cool. I call him Jess. You know, that's what, he, that's what his friends call him. <laughs> but yeah, uh, back to the plot summary. Oh, one day after... Back, back to the plot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one... no, we do this all the time, so yeah. this is... Uh, just as you this said. is pretty normal. This is how it goes. But, uh, one day after school, Miles sneaks over to his uncle Aaron's place, who then takes him down to like an old abandoned building where they paint some graffiti. And uh, they don't see like a strange looking fluorescent spider crawling around until it's too late and it already bites Miles. But uh, he doesn't really think anything of it at first. Uh, the next day he wakes up and he finds his clothes seem smaller. Uh, he's like super sweaty and he's like sticking to everything. Knees weak, <laughs> arms are heavy. Probably yeah. out a sweater already. He's a mop spaghetti. It's yeah, he kind of looks like he just shot a bunch of ropes and now he's gonna go <laughs> shoot a bunch of ropes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he uh, he tries to work some moves on a girl he likes who uh, she introduces herself to him as Wanda. And he accidentally sticks to her and cannot let go. Uh, they end up getting unstuck by, like, shaving the side of her head. And uh, the the sticking to things continues to happen until he finds himself getting stuck to the side of buildings, running around, and he's like, hey, I think I might be like Spider-Man. You know, honestly, that's not the first teenage boy to ever have sticky palms, so. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I was not climbing. Uh, I was not climbing walls when I was a teenager, though. Um, I guess I wasn't really trying, though. So you were wiping something on walls, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, after wandering around in the subway, he finds his way into a huge underground lab where uh, Spider-Man, uh, Peter Parker, is fighting like some lizard monster thing. Right? I is think it, it was lizard? supposed to be Green Goblin, wasn't it? Was it? I it was the Green that. Lizard uh, Electro Goblin. I don't think it was the Green Goblin, though. I could have sworn this said Green Goblin. I'm like, that does not look like Green yeah, Goblin. I don't think so maybe I misheard yeah, it. I, I, I don't think it was uh, a, a, like a big villain, but I don't yeah, really. Just some side thing. I don't know. So, yeah. Nerds, bully us on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, bull- <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was an obscure villain from a 1971 Spider-Man. It's like, dude, I don't care. <laughs> I'll I'll beat the shit out of her. I swear. <laughs> hey, I like comic books, but uh, maybe calm the fuck down. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm always. I got friends that are into it, so whenever I have a question, I just call their nerd ass and be like, "Yo, why did this happen?" 
Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, this, this, and this. And they be like, I'm like, okay, cool, thanks. Like, and it's all because I'll be watching the movie or like, you know, trying to sound intelligent amongst some other people and shit. So I just got to yeah, yeah. cheat and talk to my other friends. They tell me information. I pass it along like I just knew it and shit. Hell yeah. I mean, that, that's the point of knowing those kind of people is so you can pretend that their knowledge is your own. Yeah, <laughs> right. like, yeah that's exactly why I keep the nerds around, man. Like, oh, yeah. Because, like, like, I mean, I, need to know these things. I read comic books, but, like, for some reason, my brain doesn't retain comic book information unless it's like. Yeah, it all just falls out. There's yeah. too much it's going on all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's only got two comics that I've really wanted to read here recently, and one is the Ninja Turtle one. The Roman Turtle one, yeah. and the other one will probably be that Power Ranger one, where the Green Ranger went like evil when he turned into yeah. Shredder. He damn near turned into Shredder and shit. Like, oh, that's a good combo. Some turtles and some morphins. <laughs> like, those are the only two that I like recently where I was like, oh shit, like, but especially the Ninja Turtle Roman one, I don't really want because everybody's trying to predict what turtle he was, and, you know, he's been revealed. Spoiler alert, it's Michael Angelo and shit. That's me. Yeah, like, I was hoping it was Raph, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Wait, is Michelangelo the fucking nerd one? No, Michelangelo's the cool one. It's Donatello who's the nerd one. Donatello. Donatello's the okay. nerd yeah, I'll beat his ass too. Well, I got a list going. <laughs> Leonardo's the leader, and that's all he is. And then Raphael's the coolest, obviously. He's the he's the most emo. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, he's the asshole, emotional one. That's me. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yep. Yeah, I think his name is uh, his full name is Raphael Simmons. They call him Raph Simmons. Raphael Simmons. Raphael, they like to talk. Uh, so. Parker like saves Miles during the fight and basically immediately realizes that Miles shares his powers, but uh, he doesn't have time to discuss it before Kingpin fucking kills him. <laughs> uh, Kingpin, who looks like a fucking uh, a giant wall with a little bean for a head. Yeah, he kind of looks like that in in the source material, though. That's true. He's he's a he's a bulky guy. They just uh, they just made it a little cuter, I think. So. Before Parker gets killed by by Kingpin, he manages to explain to Miles that like Kingpin has created uh, a machine that is like opens a portal to other dimensions, uh, and apparently Kingpin is doing this in order to get his family back uh, because he his family died in this dimension. But uh, he gives Miles a key to destroy the machine, and uh, then Miles runs away and. Uh, basically escapes and gets back home uh, and Kingpin kills Peter Parker. Pretty soon after Peter Parker is killed, uh, it hits the news that Spider-Man is dead and uh, Miles like slowly realizes he has to step into Parker's old role to keep the city safe and he starts training and in the process he pretty much immediately breaks that key to destroy the machine. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. he's tra- he's trying. He's training to be better and he right. actually breaks it. Yeah. Cut him some slack. All right. Yeah, fucking he's getting used to the sticky hands and shit still. Yeah, one fucking job, bro. Yeah, one <laughs> fucking job, exactly. Terrible. <laughs> no fucking up. Well, while standing over uh, Peter Parker's grave, he stopped by another Peter Parker, this one from an alternate dimension where Parker is much older and is kind of schlubby and has gone through a divorce. And uh, Miles tries to get him to teach him some stuff, and uh, he reluctantly agrees well, you said kind of schlubby. He has definitely got that dad bod going on. Oh, yeah. Pretty good. He's, uh, he, he's, uh, he's rocking the sweatpants and fucking probably smells great. Yeah. 
<laughs> he's the guy from Cobra, uh, from Cobra Kai that just went downhill. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, what's, what's that dude's name? The fucking. I can't think of his name. Oh, wait, which guy? Oh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the Cobra Kai guy. The fucking. Yeah. What is this? What is the original? Are you talking about Pat, Pat Morita? The Japanese guy from. Uh, another Body Kid? The uh, uh, no, no, no. The, I th- the one that was the dude that's like, time. yeah, that's on the Netflix show or whatever now. Oh, I don't know that one. Are you talking about uh, Ralph Macchio? Because that, that's the yeah, kid I'm from Ralph. that movie, Ralph. Yeah, Macchio. Uh, are you, uh, what the fuck? Uh, Martin Cove, John Crease. That one sounds yeah, about John, right. John Crease. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> That's the old fucker who came back. I don't know if you guys watched Cobra Kai. It was pretty tight. I I heard it was good. I'd never watched it. It was pretty good. I watched it. uh, And I have a confession. I didn't even watch all the fucking Karate Kids. I only watched probably the first two. The one with Jane Smith and then the one with the girl. Oh, Um, yeah. Oh, the the Return of the Karate Kid with Hilary Swank? Is that the one you're referring to? That was the next Karate That's Kid. It. Or <laughs> That's it. I have it. not yeah. seen it. I think I've yeah. only seen the first Karate Kid. Yeah. So, like, uh, it, it also is uh, apparent that, like, uh, Peter Parker, this Peter Parker, is going through some problems due to being in the wrong dimension. Like, he's, like, glitching out, and uh, apparently his cells are dying spontaneously. The fuck? But uh, together they go to a lab controlled by uh, Kingpin to get info on how to stop the machine. Uh, the, right. the the portal machine, and uh, they grab a computer with the necessary info on it, but are chased by Doc Ock, a gender bent Doc Ock. Yeah, yeah. different. Gender-bent. Yeah, it's like a, a female version of Doc, Doc No Cock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't know. Well, that's true. <laughs> she's kind of a fucking bitch too. Yeah, she kind of. <laughs> and uh, Doc Ock manages to trap them. But luckily, they're saved by uh, Spider-Woman, who is Gwen Stacy and was the girl who tried to put the moves on Miles before. Um, She's also from an alternate dimension where basically her and Peter Parker's realities were switched, I think. That's what it sounded like from that. Uh But uh, so the spider team go to visit Aunt May to make a replacement key. And uh, she takes them to his secret spider lair. Uh, Aunt May being Peter Parker's aunt, if you don't know. who ranges from really old to smoking hot in various <laughs> iterations. Yeah, it's like literally goes from 70-year-old woman to like 23-year-old Instagram model. Like it's just it, like, damn. But yeah, uh, she uh, takes them to his secret spider lair where they meet other spider people who, who came here from other dimensions, including finally Nicolas Cage. The whole reason yeah, we watch this Spider-Man movie for the podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, interestingly enough, there's a, there's a point where he's talking about punching Nazis. Like, oh, so Nick Cage's movie is literally Antifa. That's great. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and for the longest, I did not know that that was Nicolas Cage at first. Like, I found out, like, I think after I watched the movie, like, twice. Oh, yeah. I watched it by myself, and then I watched it with my son. And I was like, oh, shit, that's Nicolas Cage. You know, uh, my my mind is just so poisoned by Nick Cage content. The second I heard, I'm like, oh, there he is, there yeah. he is. Yeah. <laughs> but he, I mean, he is pretty uh, fairly low key in this movie yeah, for uh, Nicholas Cage appearance for sure. Yeah, it is a, a pretty small role, but having seen this many movies, I can pick his voice out from like a single word, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, and there, right. and I, I did it like was a small all the, role, but it was important. Yeah, like, exactly. You know. I liked I liked all the alternate uh, Spider-Mans, including was a Penny Parker. Yeah, there's I, a 
Penny Parker, who's like a, a spider anime girl. I, I, I called her in my notes, Loli Parker. <laughs> oh, God. And uh, also a small anthropomorphic uh, spider pig named Peter Porker. Spider pig? Spy- I, was, that a, was that a Simpsons movie reference? I don't know. Yeah, I think it was. Bring it all back to Matt Groening. <laughs> yeah, it all comes back to Matt Groening. Not only is he a pig, but he's like specifically like a, a cartoon pig. Like not just in – he's a cartoon in a cartoon. Like, Yeah. Yes, yes. He's from a cartoon universe and other characters comment on this. So like uh, – but yeah, and Nicolas Cage is Spider-Man Noir, who's based on like those old like noir detectives from those fifties movies. Uh he's I, I liked his design the most out of the alternate Peter Parkers. Yeah, he is pretty cool. Uh he's um I don't know. Apparently he can only see in black and white also because he's from a black and white universe. Uh one <laughs> of his, his superpowers being colorblind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was uh he was one of my favorites too. It was more, his was more mysterious. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, when he came through, it was uh, probably one of the more unique as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was a little bit serious. He was basically like the freaking Joker of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you ask me. Considering the other ones, he was like the adult of the group. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the 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 dark and brooding one. <laughs> yeah, like the one that have been through shit. Like, yeah, like, really he's definitely seen some like, shit. Like, I literally think at, at one point he says, "Like sometimes I light matches just to burn my fingers so I can feel something." <laughs> that's wild. <yeah. laughs> that, that's wild for kids when we. But um, Miles realizes that he's the only one that can actually fix everything since he's the only one not experiencing the glitching problems because he's actually from this universe and the rest of them are not. Um, And so Miles becomes kind of overwhelmed by all this and uh, goes off to see his uncle Aaron. But while there, he discovers that his uncle Aaron is actually one of Kingpin's henchmen, the Prowler. That was a good plot twist. Yeah. I like that. That was um that shocked me in the movie. I was as I watched it, I was like, "Oh shit, this sucks!" Yeah, <laughs> like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> you don't really like the guy and shit. Like, man, this uncle was really cool. No, yeah, it's like, oh, here, yeah, here's the cool uncle who's like willing to let uh you know Miles like uh you know express himself, yeah, and it's like, oh, he's a, an assassin. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> he's a fucking villain who, yeah, golly, all right, yeah, <laughs> like, that sucked. Yeah, so that was that, that definitely was one of the. It was a good but fucked up plot twist. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Miles escapes and returns to Aunt May's, but it turns out he was secretly followed by the Prowler the whole time. And soon the whole spider gang is attacked by uh, Doc Ock, Prowler, Scorpion, and uh, another guy who I'm just going to call Gray Frankenstein with guns. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't know what the fuck his name is. (laughs) Uh, Well, I believe that was his name in the credits. Yeah, he was credited as Gray Frankenstein. <laughs> Parentheses. Gray Frankenstein. <laughs> Frankenstein. Yes. Miles gets away from the scuffle, but is captured by his uncle Aaron. But uh, Miles then reveals his identity, and Aaron lets go and is like super shocked by all this and is filled with regrets. But uh, he doesn't have a lot of time to regret it before Kingpin just shoots him. And Miles and his uncle Aaron have like a, a tearful goodbye because uh, his uncle Aaron was like, the most supportive person of him in his life. Well, and and also don't forget is that the first person to see uh, his uncle is his brother. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Miles' dad. Yeah. And yeah. Miles' yeah. dad also blames his Spider-Man. death on Spider-Man. So yeah, he blames uh, the death of Aaron on Spider-Man. 
Yeah, and uh, he sees the person uh, most likely to shoot him, a uh, police officer. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but real, very real. Oh, yeah. So uh, the, the, the whole spider gang meets up with Miles again to console him on his loss, but uh, they decide they have to do it without him because Miles' powers aren't ready. He's still not really in control of them because he's gained them too recently. And uh, Peter Parker is going to stay behind and close the gate, sacrificing himself because he'll die if he stays in this dimension too long. And uh, they tie up Miles to make sure he can't leave so he doesn't get hurt. While Miles is tied up, his father comes by to have a heart-to-heart, but Miles can't even answer the door or talk back because he's all tied up. And uh, this uh, fills him with anger that suddenly allows him to use his powers on command because he gets, like, all confident and uh, he's got a fire burning inside of him. It's like becoming a Super Saiyan. Yeah. yeah really. <laughs> exactly. He's, like, over 9,000 at this point. <laughs> well, that's thing. Like he does exactly. spend seven different episodes screaming until his hair turns a different color. <laughs> yeah. so. 45 minutes of this movie is recaps from <laughs> earlier in the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. That actually That's is kind of true because they tell every Spider Person's backstory. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, like it's a, it's a good, like it's one of those movies where you can't just have the main story. You kind of have to give background stories on, oh, yeah. yeah, everything. So, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, uh, Miles goes back to Aunt May's, who gives him some equipment and a new suit that he paints black, which makes it uh, match the the character design from the old uh, Ultimate Spider Man universe. Uh, the the comics. The spider game infiltrates the lab that has that portal and uh, just as it's being activated they're stopped by Doc Ock and the other second rate villains and uh, but Miles shows up just in time to save all their asses. He um, stops the villains and sends them all through the portal one by one uh, completing their character arcs in the process too. <laughs> <all> Conveniently <laughs> yeah. tying everything up in a beautiful little bunch. Yeah, and then uh, Miles faces off against Kingpin alone and manages to stop him and destroy the portal. Miles' father sees this, uh, still not knowing that it's Miles. He he doesn't know that Spider-Man is Miles at all. And uh, his opinions on Spider-Man are changed, uh, completing his character arc. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you trying to say that this movie really came together? Yeah, yeah it really did. <laughs> in, in a funny way, it did, yeah. Uh-huh. It had all these threads that all got tied up in a neat little bow at the end. <laughs> and... Uh, it ends with Miles giving like an empowering monologue about how anyone can wear the mask and anyone can be the hero and do it. And, and then some kid dresses up as Spider-Man and gets fucking crushed yeah. by a bank robber. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but yeah, that's that's the whole plot summary. So now and don't forget can... the post credit sequence. Oh, oh, God, I think I missed that. Oh, yeah, there's a post credit sequence where uh, they have they find another Spider-Man. It's like future. I think it's like Spider-Man 2099 or something yeah, like that. 2099. And it's like, we're going to take you back in time. And then he gets brought back to the like Spider-Man cartoon from the 50s. And it's like the pointing Spider-Man. Meme. <laughs> oh, oh, hell yeah. It's, it's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I did. The, uh, yeah, the big meme. Yeah. That was really funny. I love that. Oh. Damn, I'm sad I've missed that. I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to watch this movie again soon, honestly, because uh, get, getting into my thoughts on this movie, I thought this movie was fucking awesome. Yeah, this movie <laughs> rocked. I love this movie a lot. No, it was really good. Yeah. This one was good. Um, like, it was one of the first animated movies I f- like fully watched out of, like, like especially to come from like Marvel and stuff like that or the DC. It was one of the full first like, 
animated ones and I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was dope. Speaking just for myself, it was like good to see, you know, this black representation of a not a superhero, especially animated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it meant a lot to my son to see it, you know what I'm saying, and stuff like that. So I think that was dope, especially <laughs> for like, you know, with what's going on now and all the shit. He might have been world, Dominican like, with his last uh, name being Morales. He might have been a little, yeah. He's a little mixed. But, I mean, yeah, he might be mixed. Yeah, I, I just figured that he was mixed, and his dad was like, you know, dad took the last name of probably his pops. You know what I'm saying? He probably like well, three fourths black. Yeah, I know. I know his uh, his his mom speaks Spanish to him. Yeah, I think his mom is uh, Puerto Rican. I think that's what it is in the the comic. Yeah. yeah. So oh, yeah, okay. good good representation. A little, a mixture of both. Like it was just good, to, you know, just a good representation for the animated. Out of movies, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, just, mm-hmm. I, I thought that was super dope. Yeah. Overall, I thought it was a good movie. Uh, if, you, if I had to rank it, I don't like ranking animated movies with like, I guess real movies per se. <laughs> um, but it was up there as far as like some of my one of my favorite Marvel movies to come out. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I I think this is probably my favorite animated superhero movie of all time by like a long shot. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, it's it's got a pretty tight soundtrack, a lot of great voice actors, yeah. and there's also a Chance the Rapper poster in the background. Yeah, is, yeah. But, it, but instead of a three hat, it's a four three. hat. Yeah, because uh, oh, yeah. it's an alternate universe. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, representation wise, to like have a, a character uh, at this level, like this is a huge movie mm-hmm. that literally oh, yeah. everybody saw for the most part. Um, so, and the character it was like Spider Man is fucking huge. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. And well, and and that's the kind of interesting thing about Spider Man is that Spider Man is very much like a representation of sort of like working class New York City culture. And back in the fifties, when Spider Man first came out, it was like kind of like nerdy, like white kids and like Queens. And then eventually, you know, it became more diversified. So Miles Morales being the Spider Man in the modern day would make a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, it was. It was, and it came at the right time. I yeah. think personally. And I also so just I, I definitely enjoyed the movie. Yeah, and I also just like the fact that Miles is just like a very likable character. Like every time I've ever seen Miles in either a video game or a TV show or a movie or whatever, he's just like, "Oh, Miles Morales is here! Hell yeah!" Yeah, it's impossible to dislike Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a cool motherfucker. Like he's one of those cool people. Like where it's like when he shows up to the party, everybody's like, "Oh, I'm dope." You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It's not one of those people that's like, this fucking guy. Hey, Miles. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we see you're here. No, but it, it was it was definitely uh, pretty dope. I mean, it's going to be hard for Amos and Andrew to beat this. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I well, hey, and, let's, let's not spoil anyway. <laughs> and hey, uh, a perfect level of Nicolas Cage to prevent any uh, self-teeth punching. Yeah, so that's good. Right. There's a very muted Nick Cage uh, uh, amount. <laughs> I, I will say that. Were you pleased with the amount of Nick Cage in this movie? Like, were you able to accept the yeah. amount of Nick Cage? Yeah, what, what is the percent or minutes? You're, you're yeah. I only enjoyed it because I watched it unknowing that he was in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> if I'd known he was in there, I would have shut it down immediately. <laughs> Damn. Shit. See, uh, you should watch a movie that he's not in, definitely not in, uh, called G Force. Yeah. <laughs> you know, honestly, I I, I feel like uh, Fast Times Ridgemont High would win his bracket. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. like, Nicolas Cage doesn't talk at all and they barely show his face. Yeah. So. yeah. He's literally in like three scenes for like two seconds each, and one time, he, there's only one time he's actually looking at the camera. <laughs> 
And that's how Eric likes his Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Right there. I like my Nicholas Cage in Sam's Club samples. Yes. <laughs> Sam's Club Beautiful amount. Right there. I see. Oh, my bad. You said so. What were your dislikes about it? Oh, I was, I was, I was gonna joke around by saying that. Um, I wish that Alfred Molina would have reprised the role as just a voice actor. Oh, as Doc for Ock this, for Doc Ock, yeah. Oh, yeah. Be uh, female yeah. voice, you know, character, but just voice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just like pitch him up a little yeah. bit. <laughs> I can dig that. I can definitely dig that. Uh, I think if I did like something about the movie, is I kind of felt like it was one of the, like, and this is this is. Obviously, it had to be that way for them to really do it. Like it could its one of those movies that could have been broken down into two movies, just because of how much was going on. That I think, he, like some people felt like they just done a little more, even though it was a longer movie. Like if it was a part one and part two, somehow I don't think I would have been mad at it. I, I think there is a sequel coming out, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, I know yeah, they're they're working on it. I don't know when. Story, just this storyline was so full mm. of. Oh yeah, yeah. there oh, is I a can't. lot yeah, going on, especially with like yeah. all of those different characters too. To like, yeah, they pack stuff, a like, lot into the runtime of this. Movie. They do, they do a pretty masterful. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it wasn't done bad, but I don't think I would have been upset had they added more to it just to break it into two. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, for you sure. Fully. I, don't, I don't think I would have been upset at that. Yeah, and I, I'm certainly like very excited to see what the next movie will bring. I mean, the first one is so good that I don't have a, a problem waiting because I I wouldn't want them to like. It it would suck if the the sequel ended up just being like a discount shitty version of the first one. Yeah. So I, I hope that they're able to pack the same punch with the sequel. Yeah. Exactly. One thing I will throw in is like, uh, if you haven't seen this, uh, anybody listening, which you, you probably have, I think like everyone I've talked to has seen it. But uh, but if you haven't, what? my plot no. summary really doesn't do it justice because uh, there's like super unique visuals in this, and like the way the soundtrack gets integrated with uh, what's going on in the yeah. screen is is really cool stuff. And uh, this movie is more than even just the plot summary; like it's really funny too. At it times. is hilarious. Yeah, and and um, funny in like a genuine way, not like. Uh, uh, Teen Titans go to the movies tried to be funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's say, you know, Marvel does it and then DC does it in a much shittier way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, one of, one of the funniest moments and it's just like a blink and you miss it. But when they're at the lab and they're trying to get to the lab and like the dress Spider-Man is like, hey, what's up? And like the all the scientists pull out their guns to try to shoot oh, yeah. Spider-Man like the lunchroom like that. That had me just laughing. Oh, yeah. I busted a gun at that. That was hilarious. Yeah, I busted a gun. There was a lot of good scenes in it that were pretty funny. I was a fan of the visuals, especially, like you said, like with the different framework and stuff like that. It is one of those movies that you have to see to fully understand what they're talking about. Like, you know what I'm saying? To fully understand what they're talking about. Yeah, like the part in the portal, too, was like trippy as hell. Oh, I yeah. felt like I was on mushrooms or something. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, unless anybody has anything more to throw in, we can move on to. What? What? Oh. oh. What? Da- uh, Dave's plot summary. <laughs> what? Do you have a plot summary, Dave, or were you fucking yeah. tuned out again? All right. I'm going to get a soundboard and introduce myself every time when it's my time to play something. Yeah, Dave, uh, Dave really has his work cut out for him now that he has this uh, ability. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
uh, that was pretty good, Dave. That was, uh, I would say, uh, that's very, how I would describe the plot of this movie as well. I'm very <laughs> succinct. I'm very accurate. Uh, it was not hot. Um, so I guess I'll, uh, I'll move on to the Amazon reviews quick for this one before we move on to Amos and Andrew. Um, I have a review from uh, Andrew Mark Cram, uh, who says, Very fun Spider-Man movie, but minus the comments about the female characters. Uh, and Andrew <laughs> writes... There were some good throwbacks to the earlier Spider-Man film, and I really enjoyed all the different versions of the Spider character. I was dismayed with the politically correct comments on the female characters because I did not think the female characters had any more to offer than their male counterparts, and it just came off like brown nosing for the feminist demographic. (laughs) God damn it. Uh, That was a review from Andrew. What the fuck? Yeah, oh, yeah, these these, these reviews is, are all very good. Trust me. This is what I was expecting from the reviews. It's a bunch <laughs> of comic book nerds who probably spend most of their time online complaining about like these are, or these are the reviews uh, written stuff. by the it's dudes who like bullied that Star Wars girl off of Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're making fun of yeah, yeah. I bet a lot of these guys just watch videos like called like politically correct SJW cocks get owned. <laughs> Oh yeah! If, if you're if you're ever in the mood to get mad at people online, Amazon reviews is a really good place to go for that. Because <laughs> not only do they have these thoughts, but they decide to share them uh, with the Amazon public. I don't fucking understand these people. At all. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's an Amazon community. Like, it's an Amazon community. Yeah, it's just like all the worst people collecting in one place pretty much <laughs> there i have a review from s who says watch it a few times remember when we used to buy dvds we were suckers for a new way to watch movies after the videotape era and <laughs> dvds seemed so much better so small so compact <laughs> now they're just junk that's worthless in our over merchandise capitalist world <laughs> and they take up too much space if you can believe that well sometimes i still buy them anyway if the movie is super good, and this one is, and have enjoyed watching it after seeing it in the theater. So they got me again. <laughs> what the hell? Like, I don't know, just decided to, to go on their rant about DVDs uh, in, in an episode. It didn't even talk about the fucking movie. <laughs> they have nothing else better to do. Yeah, well... You know, that's the thing, as as ardent DVD collectors like Jess and I, that person can go fuck themselves. <laughs> uh, I have a review from uh, M. Zimmerman, uh, who says, two random audience coughs in the film? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Obviously, this movie is amazing. We all know that. But did anyone else notice the cough at 11 seconds just before the Sony logo gets a lens flare? And then the person who has a coughing fit at 27 seconds? Just why? Isn't this ripped from like not a public showing? I just found it strange and prayed this wasn't from a live recording and I'd hear more coughing and talking during the film. But there were only those two. Uh, so apparently somebody bought this on uh, fucking Amazon and got like a cam rip. Yeah, get a pirate bay rip from somebody's like camcorder. Did you buy what? this on Amazon or out of some guy's like jacket? In the yeah. Fucking yeah, like out of a trunk of a car. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Did you go to fucking Tony's barbecue on the north side and buy a dollar DVD off that guy? Like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
because I know who you're talking about. Yeah, oh, I, I know that guy. Trust me, I used to work near there, and that that guy was a very local legend. Let me tell you. Yeah. I was uh I was watching uh fucking Venom earlier, and uh, halfway through the movie, so you can hear someone getting kicked out of the theater. <laughs> it's uh, really confusing. <laughs> Got a review from Amazon customer. If you can overlook one aspect of this movie, it's really fantastic. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed this movie. It is one of those movies that's over before you want it to be, leaving you hungry for a sequel. And soon. It was well written and they did a decent job introducing the characters. They even made you feel sorry for the antagonist, or at least understand his motivations. I was glad to see them include Spider-Ham, even though he is far less known. The major thing about this movie that I found distasteful or distracting from the movie was all the forced diversity. Oh my god. Fuck off! And at times, it does seem forced. In addition to that, the cast and the crew cannot stop patting themselves on the back for all their diversity in the bonus section. The only one that did not make me want to roll my eyes was Shamik Moore, the voice actor for Miles Morales. He was the only one not congratulating himself and gushing about the diversity in the movie. When the fuck does any character... Like, what? uh, Forced diversity, so they stuck in a fucking cartoon pig? Is that what they're meant about? Yeah, they're pandering to the fucking animated pigs. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, Miles Morales. Damn, animated is, cops. <laughs> yeah, Miles Morales' dad was also an animated pig. I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, so and this guy uh, ends his review by saying that uh, he's all for diversity and bending stereotypes, but I actually get offended when it is forced upon me and shoved down my throat. Oh, can we find this guy so we can punish him? (laughs) This guy sounds like a fucking snowflake, if you ask me. He's he's all offended and shit. Mm -hmm. That guy's YouTube feed is definitely not all Ben Shapiro videos and Sargon of a God. Yeah, this guy is Jordan Peterson's uh, uh, last fan. Uh, (laughs) His only fan? I wish wish that were true. Uh, I have a review from John O'Keefe who says, Reasonably priced griddle. I love the large size. I can cook eight to ten normal size pancakes easily. Your mileage may vary depending on how big you like your pancakes. As, as other reviewers noted, the temperature is a bit inconsistent at the center, but once you know that, you can easily manage uh, it. I haven't used it for anything other than pancakes yet as I cook my bacon in the oven, but this is a solid performer. And that is a four-star review for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Four to five stars in the yeah, As long as it's four or above, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, but if, if you do order this movie, don't uh, try to cook pancakes on it. Um, <laughs> It'll be a little uneven on the edges. <laughs> Judith O'Neff, who says, definitely for kids was in a hurry and thought this was the human version of Spider-Man, and it was a low-budget animation. It's all right for children. Uh, Wait, low low budget? No. Low budget? $90 million. Yeah, $90 fucking million is low budget, too. Uh, this this next review was written by I think a stereotypical comic book fan uh, in a sketch on Saturday Night Live uh, <laughs> because they write... There's one Spider-Man, and that's Peter Parker. 
just waiting on that one. Been a hardcore Spider-Man fan since the 70s. I'm a traditionalist when it comes to Spidey. There's only one, and that's Peter Parker. All these other versions just don't jive with me. I wasn't even aware of the Japanese girl with the spider robot, and Spider-Ham is a painfully bad joke. Don't care at all for Miles or Gwen or Noir. I would like to have seen the Scorpion or even uh, more Spider-Villains, but my big complaint uh, with most of the Spider-Man movies is that they don't use enough of Spidey's villains. I reject all Spider-Men and women not named Peter Parker. Um, so at least he's not sexist. Uh, he's just uh, racist. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's... Uh, I, don't, I don't fucking know. Like The whole plot of the movie is that there are alternate dimensions with other spider people like i like what th- this, this is what's going to happen to the this is based movie. on just, uh. a spider-man storyline that exists in the world so if you are criticizing uh the fact that spider-man is only peter parker uh you should probably take it up with the uh, actual comic book writers who wrote the comic books <laughs> oh yeah uh because this is not uh, some fucking diversity hire movie that they just pulled out of their ass or something. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, this actually exists. So I think you're criticizing the wrong people. And also, uh, you're fucking stupid. So. <laughs> uh, I have a review from galactic warlock who says pajama vigilantes, multiple spider version. What? If you like pajama heroes, this is the movie for you. Two stars. Oh, what? <laughs> What? Oh I think God. he's complaining about like like uh, you know divorced Spider-Man wearing pajamas like sweatpants. Oh, what? 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 Or maybe what? that Miles had to buy a Spider-Man costume to yeah. wear because he, he. And 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 I'm sorry. What was the title of that Amazon review again? Um, that was Pajama Vigilante's Multiple Spider Version. That is absolutely <laughs> the title of a Japanese porno. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that. <laughs> Uh, and I have a bunch of reviews from people who call the animation infantile and various other words like that. Like, what? there's a lot of people who whose major beef with this movie is that the animation sucks, and uh, it's actually it's like actually not that bad. It's really it's good bad. and like yeah. innovative too. So yeah, I don't, it's really different from like typical animation you see, and it's like I think it's really nicely done. Uh, I, I don't get what people would say is infantile, but. This next review is written by the guy who I uh, just made fun of uh, unknowingly, who says, plot is not understandable, has no relation to real comic storylines. Well, maybe you should be a fucking better nerd because it's a real. Oh, God. How in the fuck are you going to say that it's not realistic and then say that it's not realistic because it isn't related to a comic book? When it is uh, actually a comic book. (laughs) I don't fucking know. Uh, And the last review I have is, uh, I didn't purchase this. My daughter did without my knowledge. She is five years old. Uh, Not impressed that I have like four movies I didn't purchase knowingly. No option to cancel it or remove, remove and dispute immediately. I am just now seeing all of these movies today. One star. <laughs> it I mean, always happens. Yeah. It always time. fucking happens. There's the person who's just like, I didn't get this movie. Like, I, I haven't watched it, and uh, I didn't buy it. I didn't I get did this movie. I received it late. I received it broken. It didn't play. <laughs> this isn't the movie I ordered. This is one uh, star. What does Region 2 DVD mean? <laughs> 
Anyway, those uh, are the reviews. Uh, and um, yeah, if, if you want to see more uh, reviews on that movie, there's a lot of mouth breathers who are really mad about it. So uh, <laughs> check that out. If you, if you ever wanted to give somebody a swirly through the computer screen, read those reviews. <laughs> right. But yeah, I think that's uh, that's all we've got for Into the Spider-Verse now. We're just going to take a, a real quick break, and then we'll be back to you to talk about Amos and Andrew. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're here now to talk to you about the movie Amos and Andrew, which is a returning champion. It was already earlier in the bracket. Uh, we covered this movie in episode 11. So uh, this is our second time viewing it for the podcast at this point. And uh, just a, a quick recap on some of the things about this. It came out in 1993. This movie was rated PG-13. It was directed by Max Fry. Produced by Castle Rock and New Line. Uh, runtime of 96 minutes, budget of $17 million, and a box office gross of $9.7 million. So Another movie one, in the fucking world. Yeah, this was uh, made a little more Damn. than half its budget. <laughs> that sucks. Rest in peace to the careers of Samuel L. Jackson and Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, this killed their careers totally. And Brad Dorif and <laughs> yeah. Dabney Coleman. There's, there's so many, like, <laughs> random people in this movie. So on Rotten Tomatoes, this one got a 20% from critics and 31% from audiences. God so, damn, really? Yeah, this one is really low rated in comparison to... If you look at this movie came out today, it wouldn't be nearly that low rated. Yeah. This movie comes out today, uh, like once a week. If you watch the freaking news, am I right? <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. all the setup, everything's a fucking setup. Uh, this was my first time watching this movie. Um, I had heard about it, like, and I've heard like references to it. I think, like, even my mom and then I talked about it, but it wasn't something that I had just said. Oh, I need to watch this movie until like now. Mm-hmm. And when I watched it, it was kind of fucked up because it was like, holy shit, this is. Real, like I hate to say it like that, but it's realistic as fuck. Oh, yeah, (laughs) like they like it happens all the time. Like, cops get called on a a black man in a neighborhood because they're not used to seeing one there. They're like, Oh, he can't, he can't possibly live here. They call the police, and now it's a whole fucking issue from here. Yeah, like I I was in, like I said, I was impressed with. Samuel Jackson, because if you watch this, he's not the—he's—he's he's still Samuel, but he wasn't the normal Samuel Jackson. Yeah, yeah, he's—I mean, pretty toned down because I mean, obviously they—they they kind of—they want him to be a, a, a victim that you can uh, side with, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I sided with Samuel Jackson and everything he's ever been. That's true. Formula Fifty One. <laughs> yeah, the, Formula Fifties or whatever. The the old boy remake where his job is just kidnapping people for decades. He's a he's a hero of that movie. I haven't seen. That's the Spike Lee one, right? Yeah, the the really shit one. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. That's a terrible fucking movie. Never watched it. It's really fucking bad. Uh, he was in uh uh he was in a movie called Old Boy, which is a remake of a South Korean movie. It's directed by Spike Lee. It's I mean that's got to be the worst Spike Lee movie. It's fucking hor- horrendously awful. I heard that movie, but I've never watched it. Like that. Yeah, the the original the original Old Boy is my favorite movie of all time. It's a uh, an amazing film. It's uh, it's kind of a, and not to spoil it too much, but it's kind of a adaptation of uh, uh, Oedipus Rex, 
So I'll I'll just leave it at that. It's a very interesting story, though, and it's it's a, a very very legendary South Korean movie from the early two thousands. So, nice. Yeah, I guess uh, I'll, I'll do a quick plot summary here. We already did a super in depth plot summary, like we did for the previous movie uh, here, uh, back on episode eleven. So if you want to get a real in depth uh, summary, go back and listen to that one. But uh, for a quick plot summary here. Uh, Samuel Jackson is a successful writer who buys a home on an island somewhere in the Northeast. Uh, while there, a local family see uh, Jackson in the new home and assume he's a burglar because he's black. So they call the police, who immediately shoot up the house and nearly kill Jackson. Well, don't don't forget, one of them has to wear blackface while he's doing it too. Oh yeah, <laughs> one yes. of them puts uh, on Brad blackface. Right <laughs> yes, yes, Brad Dourif. Yes, <laughs> Chucky himself. I mean, uh, to be fair, that cop has probably killed more people than Chucky did. So <laughs> that's yeah. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so they nearly kill Jackson, and then uh, realize afterwards that it is actually Jackson who owns the home. So the police chief who is running for re-election wants to cover this up um, so that he can win re-election. Wait, they want to be dishonest about it? Yeah. After they fucked up? <laughs> That's crazy. When did the cops ever do that? That seems weird. Yeah, co- cops never like sprinkled crack on somebody after an incident like this <laughs> yeah. to justify So uh, to cover it up, he sends in Nicolas Cage, who was just arrested for petty crimes in town, to act like he's taken uh, Jackson hostage. Just so they cannot fucking be wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Shit is fuck like no. I'm sorry, I'm, I know you're trying to give the plot, but dog, what the fuck? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Who can we pin this on that is anyone but us? Yeah. Hey man, we're gonna let you go. We just need you to go kidnap a black dude, let him go. Come outside. We don't let you leave town. You know, yeah. yeah, don't worry. You just have to kidnap somebody, and uh, we'll let you drive off to Canada. You know, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be totally wrong, but I've like watched documentaries where like the FBI literally do shit like this to like I mean, black activists and stuff. It's insane. That wouldn't surprise this me. This is why it didn't make that much money because it was too fucking realistic. Yeah, this is yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there were forces at play trying to uh, stifle the. Uh, the promotion for this movie, you know, oh, for absolutely. sure. Yeah. I wasn't old enough. I, I like, oh shit! I was what? This came out ninety three. Yeah, I was seven. I was uh This was one year before I was even born. I think so, it, oh, this movie probably yeah, came out the seven. month I was born. Like. <laughs> like I was seven years old when this movie came out. It's like I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that, I don't know when did Rodney King get beat. Uh, that was like 91, 92, I think. I think no, it was 92. You know, it, it was 91 because I remember uh, Rage Against the Machine came out with uh, – what the fuck was that song that they did? Bomb Track. No. <laughs> fuck you. I don't want to do what you tell me. Oh, Killing the Name of, which was a <laughs> oh, reaction to the L.A. riots, which happened. Oh, yeah. yeah. LA riots. So it must have been like 90, 91, I think. Yeah, so I could see a movie like this not getting the love that it probably should Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially uh, I can imagine it being sort of a commentary on that at the time. Oh, uh, you'll talk about it came out the same month. It literally came out the day after I was born. Oh, shit. So wow. this this movie to me means a lot. It was, it was right there. <laughs> Your mom was fucking – she had the uh, premium uh, hotel channel uh, in the hospital that let her watch In, in the hospital in Northeast movies. Wisconsin as, <laughs> yeah. she, as she was like the day after giving birth to me. I got to get Amos and Andrew on the screen while I'm pushing this fucker out of my – Pussy hole. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <fuck>. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so during the, the hostage situation, air quotes there, um, 
a civil rights activist and friends of Jackson uh, organizes a uh, a protest on the island, and uh, Cajun Jackson actually learned the full truth from uh, the, the family that had called the cops on um, on, on Jackson initially. Uh, and, 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 re- and speaking of uh, random cameos i guess the the activist is giancarlo esposito from breaking bad fame oh yeah shit he i didn't realize that shit Gus. really yeah oh. yeah that was fucking uh he's so much uh, younger in this it's hard yeah, to recognize very young him. one of the ghosts that doesn't get the credit he deserves exactly <laughs> gus fring himself he's another one that deserves he has a lot of movies yeah he does have a lot of roles like he he's one of those guys i i can't other than this specifically name a movie that he's in but he pops up in a lot of shit. Yeah. I, I see him randomly all the time. I was in like hella Spike Lee movies. He was in Do the Right Thing. Do the Right Thing, yeah. yeah. Um, he's playing Gus, obviously from Breaking Bad. He was in this. He was in, uh, what else did he do? Yeah, a couple other films that I, like you said, it's just hard. Until you look him up, it's like, oh shit. Yeah. He I, was in that. Yeah, like, I just like forget he's in stuff. And then <laughs> I'm like, oh fuck, it's both sides of his face. <laughs> <laughs> but uh well, when he shows up you always know the shit's about to get real too okay i'm gonna go back to turn my mic off yeah. <laughs> oh yeah he's in the boys right now oh yes, yeah. isn't he we gotta get him on this podcast man you think he would blue, stoop that low Max, <laughs> new york fresh the usual suspects he was in ali he was in the uh, usual suspects really wait, really Jeez. damn I didn't have many usual suspects. That's uh, the Jungle Book, the newer one. He did that. I know he was in Maze Runner. He was in Maze Runner because I watched those as well. Oh, um, he's everywhere. yeah, he's in a lot. Of, he's in a lot of shit. <laughs> he's I told like, you, like, yeah, he's a he's a sleeper star. Yeah, he's yeah. like a working actor. But um, yeah. So uh, <laughs> Jackson and Cage realize that the police are going to want them both uh, to cover up the story. And uh, so they steal the the car of the family that called the cops on Jackson and drive off to Canada, but uh, not before getting the truth about the whole situation out to the press. And yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much that's the quick plot summary. And now we can just dive into our thoughts here. I you guess. know, a uh, couple things is that this movie really really remind me of a couple cases: one that ended super tragically, and one that ended up in a frankly. You know, very poorly aged moment, but uh, two two cases that this really reminds me of is one Brianna Taylor. I think we can all yep. remember that. And then also, uh, do you guys remember this uh, uh, from like the olden days of the first Obama administration, the Henry Louis Gates controversy? Uh, do you remember that one? I don't. So he uh, Henry Louis Gates, also known as Skip Gates, is like a he's um, he's like an academic black academic from uh, Cambridge who who teaches at I believe Harvard or Yale. I can't remember at the moment. He uh, does a lot of extensive work on like African-American history. In fact, he was like he found some of the earliest like black works in America. Like he's a very like learned person when it comes to, to you know, African, uh, African-American history and stuff. And in mid-2009, he was uh, he was coming back from a trip, uh, hilariously enough, trying to find Yo-Yo Ma's ancestry. <laughs> oh, what? That's the story, yeah. He was doing Yo-Yo Ma's uh, uh, ancestry in China. And he came back from that, uh, and he couldn't open up the door of his house. And 
uh, he took a taxi to get there uh, to his house and the taxi driver was helping him unlock the door and his neighbors were like, who was that guy across the street? It was this black man trying to break into this house? And they called the cops and they arrested him, even though he's like one of America's like foremost African-American like academics. When your own fucking neighbors, Kenny, <laughs> yeah, what neighbor. the fuck? Yeah, what the actual In Cambridge, fuck? Massachusetts, I mean, which is not a cheap town, by the way. Um, and... And you guys might remember this because uh, Obama got into it, and he decided to have what he referred to as a the beer summit. Oh. Do you remember that? Like sat at, they did like a sit down. It was it was a like yep. I don't even know how the fuck he got involved in it so much, and I think he caught a lot of controversy because he was he wouldn't just flat out say this was fucked up. Yep. He was like, well, I don't know all the facts and stuff. Let me just let me do all that before I start condemning motherfuckers yeah but, you know, he jumped into it and ended up like bringing them all into like a house and did a sit down they all came to that white house and shit it was a big thing yeah i, the, I remember it now because i remember the picture of dude standing on his porch in his hand clubs like what the fuck yep that's that's like that's that's the dude i was talking about henry lewis gates yeah and uh yeah. and yeah there's a whole quote-unquote beer summit where barack obama the cop who arrested henry lewis gates and henry lewis gates were all together like hey let's all make up and let's be friends Oh, Jesus Christ. It, it it was pretty bad, but uh that that moment really reminded me of a much less tragic version of this movie. Yeah. Uh but and also I mean in a really hilarious one the 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 Dave Chappelle uh bit where it's like, "Oh hey, here's a black man at this home. This, this sick bastard put up pictures of his That's wife and kids." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put put sprinkle some crack on him. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so good. I mean, and this is like I said, it's one of those things. You know, you got planting of evidence type shit. It's it's so much that uh, that is still happening. Oh, yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Where or it's still accusing way or yeah. made made people feel away. It is. It could be seen as a triggering movie for these times, for sure. Mm-hmm. And like for me personally, the struggle of what Samuel Jackson's character went through. It just reminds me of a of a a clip that I seen on Instagram where these two brothers were vacationing somewhere in suburban suburban uh, Detroit, somewhere somewhere on the outskirts of Detroit. And this couple had recently just moved out of a nice neighborhood and turned their house into a, a Airbnb. But I guess the neighborhood didn't know about it. So when they checked into the Airbnb, moments later, like a, a mob of of neighbors just showed up with guns and what have you, just busting the door, just questioning the people what they're doing in this neighborhood, what did they break in, yada yada yada. So this move just kind of reminded me of that, and it's sad that that we still kind of have to deal with that. Not just saying us as black people, but just us as a society still have to deal with that type of that type of ignorance. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it it's is, really gross. It has been almost thirty years, yeah. and for this to be still like so painfully relevant is fucking yeah. obnoxious. It's obnoxious. I mean, literally, this movie is a day younger than me, and right. like, yeah, this movie. We, still we as a society age. have not learned anything in your entire time on this earth. Yeah, my literally, yeah, like. <laughs> Right. It's 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 truly it's truly terrible. And I also do like in this movie how and it's it's kind of like get out too, where they the the quote unquote like well-meaning but still racist like liberals are the ones who ultimately caused this yeah. confrontation in the first yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. The guy that's like, you know, I voted for Obama. <laughs> I mean, this movie, he's literally like, you know, I was in the, I was a uh, lawyer, lawyer in the, the Chicago Seven or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, so you you were maybe good at one point. Now you're a piece of shit. I can't guy. possibly be racist because I have this one example uh, <laughs> where I look good. 
Yeah. I can't be racist. Of course, man. I got I got white friends everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's. I worked with a white guy once, and he was super cool. Like you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it, it kind of reminds me too uh like him him bringing up those credentials is like him not being racist is really funny because in that trial very famously a black man was gagged mm-hmm. and was like made to not talk and like was like 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 handcuffed to like the the chair as he was giving like testimony and stuff so like yeah not great yeah, yeah. also right. funny that um, that the people who call the police on what they think is a robbery are the people who go home and fucking go light up a joint yeah, and immediately know that they're not going to suffer any consequences. Mm-hmm. Like, and even if they were caught. They do that. They yeah. literally smoke a joint in this movie. Yeah, they, they fucking... <laughs> Yeah, because Nicolas Cage finds it when they go into their house, and he's like, oh, score. Yeah. I mean, but it's like, that's kind of in today's society. We're in a society of where the accuser doesn't suffer consequences. Exactly. Like, yeah, like, none at all. Those cases, it, like, and that, that shit sucks to me. It doesn't make sense, because it's like, like, especially if it's for, like, no reason. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Okay, cool. If, you, if you're really in the neighborhood and you feel like there's something suspicious going on, or deep, like, truly in your heart of hearts, not just because you see a black person walking through, cool. Like, you know, whatever the race may be. If you see something, cool. But it'll be like, yo, I made a mistake. I sincerely made a mistake. But, like, people try to defend it. Like, when you say, yo, that was kind of racist. No, it wasn't. I saw it, and they get, like, hella loud. And it's like, fam, if it was a mistake, you wouldn't be defending yourself this hard. Yeah, and those people don't suffer the consequences, and then they turn around and, like, break the law in various other ways and don't see any consequences. Yeah, they don't Because it's, like, the same woman that's, like, fucking uh, calling the police on a barbecue because the people having the barbecue are black is the same lady who's, like, fucking shoplifting from Walmart all the time. Yeah. But has no problem with that. Yeah. Um, and also, I uh, um, I forgot his name, but uh, the guy who was gagged at the trial of Chicago 7 was Bobby Seale. Bobby Seale, yeah. Yeah, that was it. I, I I thought it was, for whatever reason, Stokely Carmichael was in my head. I'm like, oh, that wasn't it. <laughs> but Mm-mm. not related to the Seale. That... Yeah. Not related to the Seal that we play clips of all the no, time. No, not related time. to that <laughs> yeah. Seal at all. Different uh, Seal. Uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I mean, and ironically, that Seal is married to a white woman. Oh no, no, uh, <laughs> they're they, divorced uh, now. They, they're divorced now, actually. Um, really? You know, hilariously Can enough, I, I, I looked it up because I, I was curious last <laughs> night. And Heidi Klum is married to the, you know, you know, Tokyo Hotel. Yeah, the fucking guy from Tokyo Hotel. Not not the super effeminate one, his brother. Yeah. The, wow. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, which is just so weird. Like, I, I never would have guessed. That's such a weird relationship. That's the weirdest step down ever. <laughs> yeah, you know, from Seal to, like, the, the nerdy white guy from a German, like, Oh, shit, band, Tokyo I, It was taking me a minute to remember who the fuck that even was. Yeah, I was like, yeah. is that a movie the, or something? No, yeah, band no, with the guy no, that has a huge hair. Hotel, yeah, not Wayne Static. Yeah, not Wayne Static. <laughs> well, Wayne Static is long dead. <laughs> yeah, rest in peace. I, I mean, he, he took half a Xanax, I he, think. He took died. a Wisconsin death trip to actually die. <laughs> that, was, that was terrible. I apologize, but... Rip. Um, but wild. but it is weird, right? You're like you go from Seal, who is just like you know immensely talented, you know, just you know gigantic presence of a man, and then you go just like just some nerdy like German white guy in like a crappy like rock band from the late two thousands. Like what? Hey, the he's fuck probably happened? still cashing those MTV two residual checks, so he's doing <laughs> yeah. fine. I, I guess I, it's it's interesting. She's she's very diverse in her tastes. I will say. You know? <laughs> 
some, hey, some people like cucumber better pickle. Yeah, exactly. I heard her uh, fucking coochie stinks like butt, though. <laughs> oh, oh wait, is she the one who made the, the, the vagina-scented candles? Oh, no, that's, uh, um, isn't that Gwyneth Paltrow? Oh, no, that was Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, okay, I was going to say, I'm like, I've never heard anything like that about Heidi Klum. What? No, Erica Badu, Badu made the, the vagina-scented incense. Oh, oh yeah. I would love to buy one. I, I was. I, if there's any pussy I would like to smell, it would be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Badu. That's Baduism, so uh, the pussy I smell. Know, <laughs> I would definitely love to do a line of her coochie. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> See, I prefer Lauren Hill's coochie, but she wouldn't show up uh, for the. <laughs> yes. oh, she yes. shows up, but I'm she's so three hours late. That. I'm so glad you said that because I have such a disdain for Lauren Hill. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, Eric hates me for that. Me and Eric go at it about the Lauren Hill. Oh, I'm so happy you said that. Uh, oh, yeah. You hear that, Eric? She wouldn't show up to give coochie. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> I mean, I say in Spanish, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That's great. But no, I, I will say I uh, 20% uh, Rotten Tomato score is like criminally low for this. I loved this movie. I really did. And I, I didn't even watch a very good rip of it. I watched like a very terrible YouTube rip that was like cropped 60% of the image out <laughs> and mirrored too. <laughs> Yeah, um, I did. I, I did like this movie. I did think it sometimes like both sides this a little bit, and like I feel like it could have uh, maybe come down on police power a little bit harder. But I mean, like um, I don't know. I think it both sides a little bit, but there's also constant like negative consequences for Nick Cage both siding it though. That is true. That's true. Mm-hmm. I definitely liked uh, liked it more the second time actually. Um, What's well, good? So uh, I mean, it's no Looking Glass. Uh, the last movie it went up against was a movie about um, watching people have sex in a hotel. <laughs> um, so I, I will cool say the, the one negative like major criticism I do about this movie is I do wish they would have had a bit more like beginning characterization of Samuel Jackson a little bit. Yeah. Because he just literally plopped into the situation. Yeah, he just kind of shows up. And yeah, then you don't really know anything about him. You find you out. You figure like, it out as it goes along. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, maybe he'll get his own uh, spinoff. Uh, Amos and Andrew too. Yeah, <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <Yeah. laughs> one day, one, one day, day. we're uh, we got a we got a petition going for that. Well, speaking sequel. of, we're talking about Ice T. He was in Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo. Shit, that there's the connection. There's the connection. But Ice T is also a cop on TV, so he'd have to play one of the cops. That's true. Ice T is a cop every movie. That's yeah. uh, that's true. Could you imagine Ice T being the racist cop in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> it's a, well, it would be less problematic for Ice T to do blackface than Brad Dourif. That's true. So. Yeah. <laughs> Ice T would probably get clowned even harder. You guys oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He would get would ripped to like, shreds by oh, Coco's dad. Oh my <laughs> God, I would. Oh, I would rip Ice T in the I mean, oh, well, like. <laughs> it's just it's just really funny being like oh yeah uh chucky and worm tongue does blackface like that just sounds like an ad lib of a movie character yeah uh, yeah and here it is <laughs> that's right. great though. just the idea of ice t doing blackface wow. is really funny to me <laughs> right it, yeah just thinking about it's hilarious i mean overall though like, a lot, like for the for the like i enjoyed the movie for what it was <laughs> um i'm not a super hard critic about shit like once I start watching it I'm pretty much gonna finish it even if it's fucking terrible oh me too oh yeah 
like, but so this one wasn't that bad. Like, you know, what I'm saying? you could tell what they were trying to do with it. So I didn't, I didn't hate it at all. I didn't. I'm not gonna say I loved it. It's not the greatest shit in the fucking world, but I didn't hate it at all. So, and I can understand how people would pick this movie, like how it won the first time. What did it go against the first time? I went against a movie called Looking Glass that was about like a cage was like a hotel voyeur like he owned a hotel and like was watching people having sex in various rooms through like a two-way mirror it was a so, so it was criminal movie. that this movie won then <laughs> <laughs> but also uh they're they're both movies i remember this specifically both movies where the cops are the villain oh yeah because the uh like killer guy in the movie ends up being the like one cop in their town yeah uh, <laughs> Who's played it by the from the Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Is it like the the guy with like the white hair? Or? No, the uh, her shitty boyfriend uh, when she starts college uh, in season four. If you want me to be too specific, I don't even know <laughs> that character um, because he's the most vanilla motherfucker in the entire <laughs> world. He's so boring, I can't stand looking at his face. And when he popped up in that movie, I already knew he was going to be the fucking villain. Yeah. <laughs> You can just sense it. Anyway, that rock. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's a tougher matchup for Amos and Andrew this time because uh, <laughs> Spider Verse is such a fucking good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that uh, is a bit controversial on this podcast is: is it a Cage movie? He's in it, and it's a great movie. But yeah, I, yeah. yeah it's not a Cage movie. It's not like Into the Spider Verse is not a cage movie. Eric exactly. said that very proudly too. Yeah, <laughs> that is not a cage. Movie. You know, I I, I will say we it. have uh, you know what another yeah. movie you'd really like is uh, Snowden, the Edward Snowden movie. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> in that movie for like two minutes. Yeah, I'll, Eric, if you want a list of Nicolas Cage movies that he is not in, I can give it to you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like I said, I'll, I'll kindly send it to the IG, the Swiss IG. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we got we got Fast Times, we got Snowden. What are some other movies where he's in There's there for a bunch. like, yeah. like two minutes? But um, he got a credit for the shit. Yeah, exactly. Wild. He got his fucking oh, paycheck. Also, and... Teen Titans go to the movies where he oh, yeah. plays he's, Superman, he's Superman. He's in it for like thirty for, seconds. Yeah, a second. all the thirty oh, seconds. Yeah, he was. Oh. I mean, he he was going to be in an actual Superman movie. There's like actual like stills and like production stills of it and stuff. But yeah, there's a great yeah, documentary then, about it. That, wasn't that the first one? No, the yeah, it was supposed the, to be like the reboot or whatever. Yeah, like in, in the nineties or like early two thousands. Yeah, because yeah. um, Kevin also, Smith was. Uh, involved yeah, was it a Kevin Smith movie in some capacity. Like it was weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know how Kevin Smith was involved, but I know like that documentary like interviews him too. I think. Yeah, it's um, a good documentary. Well, to check out. and also speaking of other things, and I've mentioned this on the show, but uh, Nick Cage was supposed to be Aragorn in Lord of the Rings. Wait, fucking, he should have been Gollum. <laughs> no, <laughs> fuck Andy Circus, <laughs> bitch ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hell yeah! yeah. Actually, it's not. End of the Spider Verse is not a Cage movie, so. By default, Amos and Andrew should win because that is more of a cage movie. Um, but the war was in the movie for how long? Um, I wasn't counting, but not a ton. Yeah, not, not a, ton, a whole no. ton. I, I'd say he was probably had like maybe five minutes with <laughs> the screen time yeah. or something. But. It was a good five minutes. Oh, God. <laughs> I was going to say, should we get by into the default, countdown? No, uh, by default, you got to give it to Andrew Rose. Well, uh, if that's if we should we, uh, <laughs> I I that is the, 
This is the selling point of the movie. Nobody went to fucking see Into the Spider Verse because Nicholas Cage was playing. Oh, Jess would have. Maybe some of the maybe some of the like racist guys in the Amazon reviews are like, I fucking hate this diverse Spider Man, but Nicholas Cage is in it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But Nick Cage did his job, man. He did a yeah. good job, and that's why. What? That's he true. Had set, all right, cool. Yeah, seven minutes. Man. Well, hard to fuck that up. But. Uh, we, I guess we can get to the vote. Um, yeah, yeah. Because if we want to make it official, there aren't any good reviews for Amos and Andrew. On yeah, there's there's very few. There, I mean, I have a few uh, reviews for Amos and Andrew, but a lot of people, uh, you know, people that uh, are. are just kind of explaining what we already explained, and they're fucking less woke than us anyway. So who gives a oh, shit? Oh yes, they suck <laughs> shit. Yeah. Nah, I'll, if it, uh, oh, that sucks. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? This, yeah, this is I, a tough one. If, if any movie deserves, in my mind, I, came, I came into this like, yeah, there's no fucking way it was an Andrew beating in the starter verse. But if you're talking about what is the what is the better actual Nick Cage movie, not better movie. All right. So well, I was gonna um, say, I think we usually, say. usually how we do this is we uh, have a countdown, and on the um, after we go through three, two, one, we all just say what movie that uh, we're voting for, and then we all have to repeat it so that we can tell what the hell everybody said. <laughs> Very efficient. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I was gonna say, Dave, do you want to do the countdown? What? Dave, do you want to do the countdown for Amos and Andrew and Into the Spider Verse? Okay, just, that's, just that's do our it. nice little routine. Just okay. fucking do it. All right. <laughs> Three, two, one. Into the Spider Verse. Oh, yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> and, and, and you know, Nicolas Cage, why is it Nicholas Cage? Why not? So you, I, I'm sorry. So you guys said Amos and Andrew, correct? Because now you have me thinking. Because it's like, damn, Into the Spider Verse is the better movie. We get that. Bam, off the. Yeah. yeah. See, the question that is, is it really a? It's not a Snake Cage movie, though. <laughs> well, so see, here's the yeah, thing: is fair, that really. oftentimes, and I'm going to be fully honest here, all a lot of our uh, uh, picks for these movies aren't always the most like coherent. Yeah. Like I've I've literally I've literally chosen movies to move on because they're shorter and I want to watch a shorter movie next time. (laughs) Sometimes that's the only way you can really look at it because one of them is... Wait, uh, what was that movie that you all trashed the... The one movie you shit Teen Titans all over go to the. Teen <laughs> Titans go to the movies. You like celebrated the other movie. I went and took a piss and I came back and you voted for the movie everyone hated. Yeah. <laughs> what was the deal with that? Uh, we just didn't want to watch Ghost Rider. Yeah, I just Ghost Rider was Ghost over Rider. two hours long. Look. Okay, okay. Funny, funny shit in the world is that's what makes Eric hate Nicolas Cage. <laughs> See, yeah. Eric, Eric's on our side here. And, and, oh, oh shit! And I, and I, I will I say, I, I was honestly really torn up because I do think Amos and Andrew is once again a very relevant movie to our times, and it is objectively a more Nick Cage movie. Mm-hmm. But just Into the Spider Verse is just a better movie, and this was this was my criteria I wanted to choose this time. So, and and once again, no no knock on your guys' opinions. I fully agree with it, but I just went Spider Verse. Yeah, so. I'm going Spider Verse too. Then fuck it. If I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Fuck I won't. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Recount. <laughs> Stop the count! Stop the, the count! count. <laughs> I'm gonna need my three hundred dollars, three million dollars back. Yeah. You know, I was in Nevada. 
can, can we get our own? Uh, can we get our own uh, uh, hair dye Giuliani moment for when this? I, for when this I was uh, walking up uh, to to the recording sesh today, I saw a fucking Into the Spider Verse van pull up, and they were pulling out a bunch of envelopes from the back. So <laughs> I don't know. Um. And, and and I also will say on Amos and Andrew's behalf, if this had went up against a much, much weaker movie, because Into the Spider-Verse is probably one of, if not the strongest movies we've watched in the show, critically speaking. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. If it went up against nearly any movie, I would have chosen it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah. – Amos and Andrew's a fan. I love the movie. I really did. Yeah, it is. It, it, it was a lot more decent than I expected, so. Oh, me too. I was honestly expecting, like, I just saw the title, and it, and I'm like, is this like a 90s sitcom movie? Like, it just sounds like a goofy-sounding movie, but then I watched it, I'm like, oh, oh, this is what we're going to be watching. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like. <laughs> it was real. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think it was a good movie. I'm glad it made it through one round, at least, but uh, it, it Into the Spider-Verse <laughs> is honestly probably one of my favorite things I've seen on here, which, like, really surprised the hell out of me, because. Uh, it's I in my know. top three. I'm not, I'm not usually a big superhero movie person, Frank. It's in my top three movies. Be honestly, both fantastic movies, and I would I recommend watching both. I really would. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I would definitely watch both. Yeah. But yeah, so that's uh, that's the, the that's the fucking scoop. Yeah, that, that's that's uh, pretty scoop. much everything for the episode this week. Uh, next week we're going to be talking about the movies Face Off and uh, The Wicker Man. The Wicker Man. Yes. Two uh, classics. Two fucking <laughs> Nick. Yeah, two Nick that's Cage fucking classics. Yeah, two yeah. both certified Nick Cage movies, those no question. Nick, those are both Nick Cage movies, but I can tell you off top, Face Off is probably going to win because the Wicker Man, the ending, can suck my dick. <laughs> no, I mean, with, are you talking about what the, the alternate ending with the bees, or are you talking about the one with James Franco? <laughs> oh, fuck. Right, uh, oh, no, the, whichever fucking one with, with the bees and shit. No, <laughs> it was, no, it was something weirder than that. It was like, uh, they did all that shit in this town just for them to, like, sacrifice them. Like, oh, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. Gets in a bear suit, punches a lady. I mean, honestly, both yeah. both endings are good. I will say the one with James Franco, though, was a little bit funnier because you you see, like, James Franco's look, look he's like, he's, I'm going to get laid tonight. And then you just hear Nick Cage going, ah, <laughs> in the background. No. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I couldn't do the Wicker Man. I watched that shit. Like I remember, I watched that shit when I was working at Marquette. Oh, yeah. You know, I, <laughs> I, I, I will say if if you do think it's bad, you should watch the the original British version because the original British version is awesome. Yeah, that's actually a good movie. But, yeah, but I think I think the Wicker Man, it. while it is really fucking, it is pretty bad. Uh, if you view it as a horror movie, that. if you view it as a comedy <laughs> movie, you can have a pretty good time with it. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Okay. I was looking at it like it was a scary movie. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's it's one of the worst scary movies of all time. It's not scary. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really bad. <laughs> I do believe it's the. I think it's the only Nick Cage movie I have on Blu-ray. Seriously, I think it is. Yeah, I honestly tried to find a Blu-ray of it and I could not. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Okay, but why do you have that on Blu-ray? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gotta yeah, hate what freak. Occasionally. You should be ashamed of your Oh, yeah, no, really, I should. <laughs> well, thanks so much, guys, for uh, stopping by and giving us your yeah. time. And uh, thanks for <laughs> sitting through these fucking <laughs> movies. But, uh, yeah, so Sweats and Suits is the podcast. Um, is there anything yes, else you guys want to plug? Actually, we, like, we've been, we haven't put out an episode in a while. We are uh, changing some things up with the pod, switching networks. So at the top of the year, expecting a lot of content we're trying to uh come full force with the youtube page um we'll be back on soundcloud probably around the first of the year we we left soundcloud for a while 
we're still everywhere else. You can find our episodes every fucking where, like that you find a podcast, sweats the letter or sweats and suits podcast. Um, yeah, just I mean, just kind of. I hope we, you know, didn't disappoint, didn't let down. I hope the people that are listening, hope you if you enjoyed us, check us out. If not, my bad. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, you guys were great. Uh, yeah, you guys are you fucking great. my favorite guests we've had on this fucking thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Usually yeah. I'm just mashing keys over here, you know, if, over uh, top of people. Is, if uh, our listeners go down to zero, I will know that you have some new listeners and I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so check out Sweats and Suits uh, and, and certainly uh, be on the lookout for new content from them. Oh, and yeah. uh, also check us out Absolutely. on Patreon. We're gonna do that one chip challenge. Hell yeah! Um, is that the kill ourselves? Is that the one where yeah. uh, you both like jack off on a chip and then <laughs> you have oh, to? Shit. <laughs> <That's stupid>. no. <laughs> oh, so the real game of Limp Biscuit, right? Yeah. <laughs> the real game of Soggy Biscuit. That's yeah. terrible. Nah, nah, we nah, nah. That's see, that's what you feed your girl when you try when you, like she's like, oh, I want some tasty. <laughs> <laughs> No, this is we're gonna do the uh, the packing challenge, whatever that fucking spicy ass chip challenge that everybody is. Yeah, oh, that thing, the, like yeah. fucking uh, Carolina Reaper shit. Yeah, that's it. I know what you're talking about. Hell yeah, yeah. That rocks. Well, that good rocks. luck with that. Try not to. I would shit my pants, so try yeah. not to do that. Um, <laughs> got to get those huggies, huggies, huggies. Oh, hardly. Yep, absolutely. He's gonna hug his ass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check out the check out sweats and suits. Check us out on Patreon. Patreon and, uh, uh, give us fucking give us your fucking money. Yes, we, please give, give us at least three dollar <laughs> bills. <laughs> yeah, give us three dollar bills, y'all, and uh, have a good time. Uh, thanks, everyone. Bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs>